Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Heroes of Pacific City, brought to you by us, Listen to These Nerds, and the Sentinels Comics RPG system. My name is Harry, and I will be running the game for this evening. Joining me tonight, we have... Hi, my name is Chris, and I will be playing the role of Carsonon. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm going to be playing Brandon Hart, otherwise known as Mr. Medium. Hi, I'm John. I'm going to be playing Epimethea. And I'm Jonathan, and I'll be playing the Pelicanetic. All right. And when we last left our heroes, they had managed to successfully, if somewhat in their unique way, negotiate a peace between the three gangs fighting over what was the Harpy's territory. One of the leaders of the gangs, a percent, seemed to have something up his sleeve, but they're not entire, but the group's not entirely sure of it. Though for the time being, a peace has been secured. And at the moment, uh, I believe Epimethea in their Delphi costume, Seishin, the Pelicanetic, and Mr. Medium are all at the bar with no name, the location of the uh, the treaty talks, as it were. Uh, Seishin has ordered a round of drinks for everyone to kind of decompress from the rather stressful situations that played out during that thing. Uh, someone walks out of the back, who you assume is a dishwasher based on having a sort of smock apron uh comes out with a mop and proceeds to wipe up the mixture of blood and a chicken wing hot sauce that has ended up on the floor from last time <laughs> i will point out that uh whoever this mysterious janitor slash dishwasher is looks almost identical to the bartender so it was Wait, like like twins or like clones a little bit of both <laughs> Like, if they're twins, it's identical twins, certainly. Okay, it's not like they both have the same scar over their left eye sort of deal. No, it's it's more identical twins than anything yeah. else. But yeah, and uh, much like the bartender, I'll just describe this to you guys again, because there's no real way for me to do it over Discord. Um, the janitor doesn't speak, but he can gesture. Point has gotten huh. across. It doesn't seem weird until you think about it later. But for now, yeah, he's just... Uh, Albino doing a job. Makes sense so, to me. Yeah. So Gene okay. is uh, sitting at the station, is sitting at the bar, sort of slowly nursing his drink. And he sort of um, raises a glass and sort of half-heartedly says, to, <laughs> well, success for a certain definition of the word. Yeah, to peace. <laughs> or however long that lasts. Yeah. To a righteous alliance. Mr. Medium has two big tankards he's just fucking going to town on. <sighs> yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Where's Carson on? Shouldn't he have been back by now? Last and, I thought he was downtown. And uh, as you're talking about this, you suddenly see, like, in the corner of the um, the tele like the bar, there's, like, a television set up. Oh, no. And the, uh, the thing that shows up is, like, breaking news regarding a... A uh, vicious car accident that happened in downtown Pacific City. Now, Chris. Yeah? I wish to give you a choice in how this major twist is going to go forward. Because I figure it's a bit more interesting narratively this way. Oh, boy. So there are two ways that this can go down. The first is that Carsonon is found to be fully to blame for the incident, for the accident. And the team's reputation and Carsonon's, uh, Carsonon's reputation and the team's reputation by extension take something of a hit due to the uh, scandalous nature of it. However, this does give you a bit of a push into 
getting closer towards a much grander conspiracy that's at play. Or you are not found responsible for the incident. Instead, the blame is cast at the two true iron devils that were in pursuit at the time. And in fact, your presence at the scene of the accident goes completely unnoticed. However, there is still evidence that ties you to the accident. Evidence that if you want to keep your uh, involvement a secret, you would have to remove. Oh, Jesus. Okay, uh, well, I feel like if I try to shirk responsibility for this, that would not be the heroic thing to do. I will say this is not a like, oh, this is a moral choice thing. This is literally a branching narrative where it's two separate timelines. Yeah, so does, not, Car- uh, wait, does Carson on him, the, the, the actual character, know that this choice is being made? Because Carson on the character might not make it, but you as the player, Chris, can make this decision if you think yeah, it's an interesting I mean. thing to do this the is other not, This is a meta choice. It is yeah. not Carson on in character making the choice. It's, Chris, what would you find more narratively interesting? Um, that's... I feel like um, I want, I feel like the first option is probably the better of the two because then we would get closer to solving the mystery, but also like Carsonon has been trying to, you know, make himself a better member of the team and everything. And he just fucked up in a major way. Like, right. oh, I feel like dramatically the first choice is better. Okay. So you have gone with option number one. So cutting back to the inside of the bar. Uh, you manage to see, um, so everyone in the bar sees basically what looks to be like camera footage taken from, uh, a low level rooftop in the, um, like in downtown Pacific city. And all of a sudden you see the camera swing up and it picks out this like black clad figure going through the sky and it sort of tracks them for a little bit. All of a sudden you see the figure kind of swing up and during the apex of the jump, Pull out the pull out what looks to be some sort of rifle and fire downwards. The camera quickly zooms over to a uh, a waiting vehicle. You hear this horrible like metal hitting something very quickly noise, and then you see this car just flip, basically end over end onto a sidewalk and then slamming into the side of a building. And uh, basically, the news report goes on saying like. Uh, terrible accident in Pacific City. We believe that it may have been caused by the team member of a, uh, by someone by the, uh, a super, an unregistered superhero going by the name of Carsonon. It has been known to KBBL that Carsonon has been working with the unregistered superhero team Torch recently, but this latest action shows great disregard for the citizens of Pacific City. It's a miracle that no one was injured in the crash. And there is some, like, you know, sort of condemnation basically coming down from uh, the various anchors going on about this. Well, wait, they were injured, right? The The, men... The two guys were injured, but also I have a question. Sorry, sorry, not injured. Nobody was killed. That's what Ah. I should have said. Um, I have a question. How do they portray Epimethea? Because Epimethea swoops in at the end and saves those guys from the car. Epimethea is portrayed as kind of a footnote. Like, it's basically said, like, um, you know, only two people were injured in the crash, the driver and a passenger, who were brought to hospitals by Epimethea. And it seems like Epimethea is mentioned, but then the focus is very quickly shifted back to, oh, Carsonon's like a loose cannon sort of thing. Oh, okay, so they don't want to badmouth Epimethea because Epimethea is already popular. Yes. Interesting. Uh-huh. Though it does seem like they are trying to paint the team bad by association. 
I will say. Like, there's a lot of mentions of Carsonon working with Torch. Carsonon, like, you know, being seen with Torch members. They yeah. even play, like, a little bit of footage that showed Carsonon working with you guys during the Hagfish um, incident. Oh, wait. Can, do they play a little clip of Mr. Medium's car commercial? <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay. But in order to kind of... It just of, happens uh, to be right after. Yeah, no, that follows the report, is the car commercial. Just oh. for... Not even planned, it's sheer coincidence. Yeah, it's it, it, injury. It's a, it's a local news station, so they play all, like, lo like, local business ads, and that just happens to be one of them. But one thing that they do show as kind of a, like, oh, you know, like, this isn't the first time that uh, Torch has become brusly with other forms of um, authority. And it plays that clip of Mr. Medium at the pier, like, cursing out the news helicopter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And yes, so... I, I, re I remember that. The media doesn't like Mr. Medium. Yes. So, um... Yeah, Mr. Like, Medium is not Mr. Media. Yeah, so... To give you kind of like the brief thing, uh, Carson's a loose cannon. Mr. Medium is angry, possibly roid rage, question mark? We'll leave that for somebody else to decide. Uh, Epimethea is mentioned, but then quickly pushed aside for the more juicy tidbit of news. So, Carsonon, are you aware of news as it's breaking at this point, or are you still just kind of like isolated more or less at this point? Um... Well, it depends. Like, I I would have stayed around to make sure that nobody was killed in the wreck and that, you know, basically I would have gone in immediately and tried to make sure that, uh, you know, the guys inside are alive because they are bad guys, but they're people. So, you know, doing the superhero thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you already grabbed them. Yes. Okay, good. good, I, good. I think I, I assume Carson would have, like, been checking people around to see if anyone else got hurt. Yeah, like, what is the building that they slammed into, Harry? Was it, like, a, uh, um, was it, uh, industrial, like, was it a commercial building, or, uh... You know, like, department stores at, like, the base of tall buildings that have the big display windows? One of those. Yeah, oh, I'm not they're... imagining it goes through it, I'm just imagining it probably, like, shattered and knocked oh. over a bunch of stuff in the window. Oh, the mannequins everywhere. Yeah, the mannequins, the tiny miniatures that they make in when they've got like you know unique sales, all that stuff. Uh huh. Okay. Well, um, that sucks. So yeah, I'm gonna stick around, make sure that everybody's okay. Then I guess um I'm gonna radio everybody and just say, uh hey um yeah just uh just finished up on my end uh where where's everybody at? Uh, Mr. Medium posts a uh, emoji of a uh, guy sweating and pulling at his collar. And then um, I, like, it's, I take it a minute goes by and I'm just, why is everybody so quiet? Uh, we're at the bar right now, but um, maybe you should head to the base. Maybe take, like, side streets. Good. Why? Is, have, what? Is you there, get a message from Gene that just says, have... Have you seen what's on the local news in the last five minutes? Uh, you know what? Cassandra will just pull up the comm link and just say, Carson on, go to the tunnels now. Uh, I go to the tunnels without further question. Thoroughly confused, but, uh, you know, uh, when Epimethea's got that tone in her voice, you know, y uh, you follow orders. Yeah, and then once you're in, in the tunnel, uh, she'll say, uh, check your phone, I just sent you a link to, to the 
the latest breaking news about Carson on. I'm on the news? And I pull it up and I flip over to it and I watch it. The video ends. I just stare at my phone for a couple minutes. Then I just pull up the video again. All right. So the first time you watch it, you're kind of hit with this feeling of, oh, God, I've I've screwed up. Which is, except like, you know, and you start sort of doing that thing of watching it on repeat and seeing it. But the more that you watch it, the more there's something that doesn't really, like, make sense to you. This was supposedly taken on, like, a cell phone camera. And yet, despite a loud car chase with accompanying motorcycles and Epimethia all in pursuit, somehow these people managed to find a human-sized dot probably a couple like tens of feet in the air against an urban backdrop and managed to get close enough footage that they could make out your rifle like with a cell phone camera okay and then uh... all of a sudden you start to remember wait a minute there was that whole news blitz about like various contradictory news stories showing that the harpy was in like you know at the border of mexico going towards the arctic going towards the east coast and then you start thinking about how, you know, in the news you've seen, Torch apparently defeated this organization known as CORE, and yet from the way that, you know, you've heard your teammates talk about it, and the fact that they seem to, that Marino, who they have outright said may be a member of CORE, is still around, well, it started to become the point where once was happenstance, twice was coincidence, three times was enemy action. Okay, um, I just start thinking about this, but I guess my mind is just a beehive of thoughts because I just, you know, everything that just happened with the accident is horrible, and, you know, the fact is I am getting so much native attention, but also this, and I'm like, this is almost too much to process, and I am just uh, walking back to the base in complete silence. Alright, so we'll let you head back to the base. So meanwhile, sure. back at the bar, um... Seishin finishes his drink, takes a look around, and just says, So I guess we should probably get going then, huh? Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. At this point, Mr. Medium is, like, waiting for the commercial to come up, and every time it does, he just goes, BOO! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the commercial code, there have now been, like, people that have been whispering about things in the bar, uh, there is one person that, like, sees the commercial and then looks at you and then looks back at the commercial and looks like he's about to say something when one of another patron just kind of grabs and does the, like, don't say anything, uh, head shake. Yeah. I'm just gonna Let's stare go. daggers at anybody who watches the commercial and isn't shitty about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, like, Cassandra's gonna get everyone out of the bar because we need to have a meeting about stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so I take it everyone heads back to the base then. Yep. yep. All right. So yeah, it doesn't take long for you guys to get back to the base using the tunnels. When you guys arrive, uh, Carsonon is already there. I'm uh, assuming yeah. looking pretty despondent. Yeah, um, I am working. I am at the um, my customary core cord, and I have an entirely new section. And basically, I am. Uh, does our base have, like, a printer or anything like that? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, that's a safe assumption. Wanted to be certain. It's part but of the anyway, crime computer. Yeah, I am, uh, basically, I'm printing this information off that you just told me about, Harry, and I am putting it up on the board. 
So, uh, and then I hear them come in. Yeah. Oh god, you just see so you just see over like we look over and you're basically in front of a cork board with like a bunch of shit printed out in the red string. And Sation just says, Oh god, he's finally lost it, hasn't he? Are you okay there, Bill? And then I You look a little bit occupied. The helmet's off. Um yeah, basically I don't like yeah. You guys can tell that um I am feeling many things right now, none of which are positive. Um, look, uh, I don't know where to start. Um, I saw the news. Yeah, so stay out of the, the public eye for a little bit. It's not that, it's not I that fucked up. big a deal. You no, a I, I, I made a call and it was the, it was the wrong call to make. God, like, and it's like, you guys can tell that Car it's like Carson has been trying to concentrate on the board to stop from thinking about it. And it's like, what if there had been somebody in front of the car when I fired that shot? And what if you didn't fire and then went ramming into a bunch of orphans? I, uh, it was driving on, on, the, um, on the sidewalks to try and get away. I knew I needed to take it down, but with the equipment I had, there's only so much I can do to stop a moving vehicle. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's... And, I mean, what else would you have done in that situation? What is the right call, then? I I mean, I'm trying to think about it. I could have rappelled down onto the roof of the car and tried to do something to the people inside to make them submit. Uh, okay, um, let's say that you do that and, they, and the driver instead decides to drive into oncoming traffic. Yeah, like... like let, let's be honest here, like, as much as the media is hyping it up, the most that happened was two thugs got got badly injured in a car accident. And compared to some of the other things we've let slide tonight, that's not exactly the worst thing that, that's happened to, uh, to, to these to, uh, thugs. Wait, let slide? What do you mean? What, what else has gone on on your end? Oh boy. Were you not there when we were working with the organized crime? Yeah, I... Minor abetting of beating a man half to death? Wait, what? Station explains the uh, interrogation that took place at uh, the bar with no name. The two yeah, things got a little rough. And they. He didn't even care about getting information. He was just doing that to vent all of his rage on the guy. Uh, yeah. It was a real jabroni move! But. And. These are the guys who we are trying to broker a peace deal with. Well, I... That's actually something I, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about. Apparently, uh, Percent has some sort of ace in the hole, something that made him feel really confident about the negotiation until his place is very gang back. Yeah, I remember that. It's like he basically got told something by one of his goons, and all of a sudden his whole mood changed. You know anything about it? Yeah, and... Uh, Epimethia will, will show what it was like a text message about the thing does what what the guy on the phone said. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Guy on so, the phone? Yeah. Who the hell could that be? I don't know. But here's the other thing that that's making that sound that I uh, that's got me thinking. Because like everyone was pretty sure that it was Marino who hired all of these guys to attack the, the true iron devils, right? That's Already been our work running assumption so far. And that's the information we managed to get out of them. Yeah, but 
why hire the Bruce Brothers? Why hire random mercenaries? Why not have Marino... Why isn't Marino flexing his own muscle on this? Maybe he wanted some form of, I don't know, deniability? But I mean, I, I don't think he was expecting us to show up and do business. I think he was more just trying to shake a hornet's nest. I mean, you saw how pissed off he got when we succeeded. Imagine if we weren't there. Yeah, but, like, that's the problem, is that we... It, it, it was obvious that it was Marino. Like, that he's the only one... Everyone kept saying it. He's the only one who could hire somebody like that. He's the only one who, who could pay these prices this quickly. But money isn't really a, a where Marino's strengths lay, right? I mean, let's be honest. The Mad Chemist could have had, had, had the resources to put together all of these challenges. Uh, any supervillain who can knock over a bank can, can get that, can get lots of money quickly. So what, you're thinking there's some sort of mysterious puppeteer pulling the strings on this? Not puppeteer, but something about Percent gets a call from a guy on the phone and then immediately gets attacked afterwards. And I, and the fact that there were no, none of Marino's made men made an appearance. Like, like those two guys from the, from when they tried to knock over the, the, the genetic registry. Like, they could, like the, that brawn guy could have just wrecked wrecked up uh, the True Iron Devil's little hangout by himself without needing to, to pull in some uh, uh, some hired muscle. And if Marino doesn't have a fire guy to, 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 like the, to, to do arson for him, I, I'd be very surprised. Uh, I mean, I see where you're going for, coming from, but I, I don't know if I'm fully convinced. Uh, like, like we said, Marino didn't know that we were trying to broker a, a peace deal, right? And it was only percents joints that were attacked. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I understand that much. But like, he, he, my, my thinking is why hire, why, why work through contractors? Why, why put put these middlemen in place when it's obvious that it's him? I mean, but it, if we weren't trying to negotiate a peace deal, would it be obvious that it was him? If these attacks had gone out without a hitch and we hadn't intervened, the other mob bosses or uh, you know crime bosses wouldn't have known who was attacking percent men would have you know either taken them out or been taken out by them and it might have just you know caused uh, a gang war or inflamed tensions that already existed i guess yeah i mean the other thing could also be is that the made men are kind of you know yeah they can really mess up a joint but if marino's got other plans in the works maybe he's busy dealing with those I mean, no, that's a terrifying thought. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think about it. If he's got, I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. You're right, Cass. The made men could have done this easily. But at the same time, if that puts a lot of, that also puts the, a higher priority on things for us to intervene. It's one thing if it's just a guy with a Molotov cocktail. It's another thing entirely when you've got someone that can throw fireballs and, you know, lift cars and throw them through buildings. I guess you have a point. I, I'm just... No, yeah, no, no, I, no. I get it's, you. It's a good idea. Uh, but, uh, There's still I don't clearly know. too many unknowns in all this stuff. Exactly. God, that's why I hate politics. The fact is, we're looking at some kind of a mystery. We're going to need more clues, and we're going to need to figure out more things until we can figure out how this all fits together. But look, there's something I'd like to bring up as well. Sure. And this is something that occurred to me as I was watching the news coverage of what happened to me today. 
take a look at this. And basically, I'm going to replay the video focusing, like, pausing directly at the point where, like, I am clearly pictured uh, rifle in hand and stuff like that. <laughs> what do you guys think of this? It's an amazingly good shot for someone with a cell phone. Yeah, like, just a random person whose, you know, phone could take a photo that high definition of a target moving at... I'm guessing that I was clocking around 130 kilometers an hour uh, through the air at, in the middle of the night. Uh, it's not the middle of the night. It was the day. Oh. But you are against, right. like, urban backdrop. So it would still be hard to see because it's effectively, like, black on gray. Yeah. I mean, that sounds a little too convenient. Huh. And then I'm going to bring up the other matter that uh, you mentioned, Harry, regarding the news, the conflicting news reports of, um, you know, the harpy and stuff like that, and that she was basically seen all over the place and stuff. This. Sorry, wait, what was that? Uh, so Gene is, like, looking at them and goes, like, wait, what is this? Um, just double check. Did everybody hear about this, or was this just me? Uh, that was just you. Okay. I learned about this a short time ago, and I've been trying to look into this, but basically, Epime... Like... It's, there are rumors that the Harpy has been sighted basically all over the world in multiple places at the same time. This is too impossible. So, well, wait, hold on. Uh, I'm not quite getting this. So, in the news footage, news footage, mm. that, that was taken of you today, uncannily good photography, uncannily lucky, somebody's watching us. How does that connect to what's going on with the Harpy? It's an easier way to connect people to think the Harpy's territory is empty. Mm -hmm. Epimethea, didn't you say that there were, like, those guys that were just vandalizing shit, basically going through the Harpy's territory and smashing stuff? Yeah, yeah, the that they were uh, all people who owed debts to uh, local criminals or something. Seems and, really uh, sorry, Harry. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Uh, just to quickly pause, what was the third thing that you told me? Um, yeah, you said that there were three items that came up. Uh, oh, two of them. Uh, Corp oh, defeated. Yes, that right. was it. And also, you guys told me a little while ago that, you know, you guys defeated something that was apparently Core, but was most likely a distraction so that the media could basically say that Core had been taken care of. Right? I knew it was some kind of work. Look, this, this there is some sort of. A uh, plan of an unknown of nature by some group put just trying to put it on us. And I'm thinking that somehow the news media might be involved. Well, we know that they're they're corrupt, but I thought that they would that we managed to deal with most of that when we took out that's what make air quotes poor. Evidently not, though. I mean, there's a lot. There's some stuff here, but I don't know. This is. Well, I was going to say this gets a little tinfoil hatty, but then I remembered about a couple weeks ago, we were literally dealing with lizard men under the earth, so anything's possible. Look, we're living in a universe where things that look like gods, I pointed at Pometheia, are actually giant robot suits with cutting-edge technology. People can summon spirits, at, I point at Station, or, you know, turn into the manifestation of deceased wrestlers, I point at Mr. Medium, or summon bird spirits, I point at Pelicanetic. In a, in a world where superheroes and stuff like this exists, you learn to think outside the box. 
<laughs> and with this, Gi kind of materializes and does the like. He's got a point shrug in front of Gene, and he's like, "Yeah." So yeah, Mr. Medium also got... does. <laughs> so, so we think, or at least we're pretty sure, that there's a massive conspiracy somehow directed at us, hmm. but we've got no leads, and, and that's it. <laughs> we have a very strong hunch and circumstantial evidence, but no. Oh wait! I just said we had no leads. Could we try and figure out who got that footage? Um, possibly. Problem is, none of you guys are registered superheroes, so mm. requesting that sort of stuff is kind of a legal battleground. Well, okay. We don't have to request it. We just need to. And uh, uh, Epimethea already begins hacking the databases. Well, no. Uh, Epimethea is going to um, use the picture to reverse. Uh, the, the camera angle to figure out where it was shot from. Okay, yeah, that works. I thought you were going to do the CSI thing where you zoom in on a window and then keep enhancing until you get, like, a perfect reflection. <laughs> no, I believe the technology isn't that magic. <laughs> mm -hmm. no <one laughs> now has... that would be unrealistic. Yes. Mm -hmm. I believe has, has not yet mastered the zoom and enhance. <laughs> Alright, uh, that's going to be a five. Uh, success with a minor. All right. Uh, so, success. Based on the angle where the car chase was when the accident happened, you're pretty confident that you can narrow it down to, like, the rooftop of a single building. And you quickly, you know, punch in a thing and find the address relatively easily. Yeah. So, yeah, so what do uh, you see? We get up there and maybe crack a couple heads. Uh, no. Maybe we just go up there and look to see if somebody uh, has set up a semi-professional camera rig. And if that somebody is a bit of a punk, we might have to, you know, and begin just cracking his knuckles. <laughs> it seems, this whole thing is so weird. They would have to be at that exact spot at that exact time and know exactly where to look. They must have been following you, Karsnan, around. Or they, or... Or they can see the future? Paid. Like, this whole thing is so weird. Uh... Or maybe the person who paid the drivers told them to drive a specific route. Hmm. It seems awfully convenient. I'll, I guess that's the nature of a conspiracy. Sure, why not? All right. Um, hmm. Well, I'm not really particularly good at the whole detective thing. But yeah, let's come along and see if we can end up busting some hats. Yeah. Also, before we go any further, I'm just going to say one thing. Helikinetic, what you just mentioned... Um, I'm just going to say this regarding superhero stuff. Time travel is messy. And like, or like future sight or prophecies or things like that. Those are an entire other ballgame. Let's not talk about stuff like that unless we're certain of it. Because Oh, wait, no, wait, I yeah. wasn't being serious. Could people see the future? That's awful. Wait, has, question out of character. Has Karstan, it, had, it, like, was there time travel that he was part of before? No, no but I've heard. read enough superhero stories to know that time travel in comic books is bullshit. Okay. Yeah. No, Carson is just a nerd. And also, yeah. uh, like, let's be honest, sci-fi still exists in superhero universe. Yeah. yeah. Sci-fi, yeah. classic, classic myth, uh, Greek myth, uh, prophecies, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Eh, if it weren't for Delphi, eh, eh, and like... <laughs> Eugene begins like, lo like, kind of jokingly, like, uh, ribbing. Uh, I'm assuming 
Cassandra in her Delphi costume at this. Yeah, uh, Cassandra just like like moves slightly to the left. It's like, look, I, I, as far as I, I'm aware, our current physics model dedicated uh, predicates a, that the universe is non-deterministic. So, like, well, that's comforting. Yeah. You can hear the whistle as these phrases go right over Carsonon's head. It goes over like Gene's head too. There's just three people <laughs> standing there going like, "Huh?" Mr. Medium is nodding. <laughs> but the text box said, <laughs> but he didn't understand anything that was being said. Yeah. Wait, uh, I'm just trying to think of more angles to this, like how we could figure out who took the footage. Like, unless they're still up there or they left some clues, like that's great. But we don't have any connections within the media or within the, I guess, Carson on you are into the cops. But I don't know how uh, solid that is anymore. Honestly, Say Carson on uh, that you did get in contact with that Detective Iverson fellow a few sessions ago. So, it's not exactly a, like, you know, forged an iron bond, but he has been willing to go to bat with you for some information. I may know a guy. I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know. Like, the term good cop is a very loaded phrase. But honestly, I figure if we could ask somebody about what's going on, this guy might have a lead. He seems, okay, well, yeah, he seems dedicated to catching the bad guy, if nothing else. Because the only other person that I could think would be uh, vindictive. Uh, I don't know if we want to turn to him too often. Yeah, oh, let's, but he is always willing to work for a price. <laughs> yeah, let's not, uh, you know, start hammering the vindictive button too quickly. <laughs> yeah, we don't really want to owe that guy money. Hmm. I mean, you have a lot of money, though. He just wants wait. a bit of that money. It's easy. Yeah, wait, why don't we want to owe money? We can just pay him in cash. <laughs> Never mind, we can have this conversation later. If anything goes south in the future, basically the less possibility that Vindictive has any dirt on us that he could use against us, if he wound up, you know, putting the, getting the screws put, put to him by the wrong person, the better. Hmm. I mean, we pay him in dead drops. What exactly dirt is he going to get? <laughs> I'm well, saying a, a guy as weaselly as him always finds uh, With my time on the force, you'll learn to pick up on types of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, you know, one angle we haven't considered is it's not like we don't know where some of Marino's businesses are. And, I mean, if everyone's pointing fingers at Marino for uh, financing three major crimes today, it would be weird for Torch not to show up and knocking at his door asking questions. Hmm. Huh. What was that? Wait, didn't you guys do this before with the villain vault? What was the place you went to last time? And I will say you don't have to remember the actual place. I honestly don't remember it either. But yeah, <laughs> you guys <laughs> did go to a restaurant. I was looking at my notes. I was like, I, uh, I, was yeah. like, I have no, no memory of the, <laughs> of the name. Yeah, well, you did go to one. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So Station will say, oh yeah, you guys did that before, right? And that worked out. Maybe he's willing to be play a little ball. Maybe not this time, considering we're not really helping him. But hey, you know, shake the tree, see what comes loose. I mean, it, it seems a little weird considering he's the one who's playing us. But hmm. I mean, we don't really have much else right now. And given, you know, given these events, he, I think he, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for a bunch of superheroes to talk to a guy who most likely correlate in these kinds of events. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we had uh, that uh, Bruce brother uh, sell him out by name. Mm-hmm. 
We might not know where he is, but we can definitely have some people who are eager to find a fight, maybe, go knock around it at one of his businesses. No need to be so <clears throat> subtle and Mr. Medium. Uh, I was about to say punches the wall really hard, but I don't want to damage the base. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Um, Mr. Medium on. pulls out pulls out a rock he had he conveniently had from outside and crushes it with his fist. You've I, got one of oh. those like metal tubes that you just carry around to bend in front of people. <laughs> I was thinking that um, he actually had like a little squeegee stress ball, like with the little googly eyes, and they just pop out of the head to absurd degrees. Sure, sure. <laughs> Any of these are possible. Hmm. Um, but yes, Mr. Medium is ready to rumble. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, we're splitting up to investigate things. There is the potential lead with Carsonon's um, cop contact. Mm -hmm. There is shaking some Merino businesses and seeing what comes loose. And there is uh, the investigation of the rooftop where the supposed cell phone footage was taken. So, uh, how do we want to split up? How do you, or how should, do you guys want to split up? Well, you know which one Mr. Medium's doing, so. Mm. Do we need to have a, a, a ying to Mr. Medium's yang to make sure that it doesn't cause too much trouble? Uh, yes, I did that last time. I can do it again. All right. Um, so that leaves the other one. So, Carsonon, how yeah. cagey do you think this cop is in terms of talking with you, considering everything that's happened? Do you want backup or do you want to go alone? Um, I think that uh, having somebody with me would probably be good. Like, if I come talking to him, like, the day after or like either the day of or the day after this news report, he knows that his reputation is mud if he's seen talking. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess that leaves Epimethea to investigate the rooftop. I can do that. All right. Well, let's get cracking, everyone. Okay. So, who would like to go first? Uh, let us say, um, let's say Carson on you contact Iverson and... He is, like, it's starting to be the end of the day. It's starting to get late. The sun's starting to set. Uh, he basically tells you that he can meet you. Like, he's very brief, very blunt about this. He can meet you at, like, such and such parking garage in two hours. That works. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's start with uh, Mr. Medium and the Pelicanetic going back to what is very obviously a legitimate business. Yeah, it says so on the door. <laughs> Legitimate bi legitimate pizzeria. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so as they're walking, Mr. Is so what, uh, what's their plan there? That's a, a very good question. We can't really just go in and directly ask if he's been financing mercs to go after gangs in the Harpy's Old Territory. Uh, hmm. I guess the best thing to do would be to narrow down exactly what it is it that we want to know. Because we know he's up to something, but to just <clears throat> ask would be a little crass. Why don't we go in the back and take a look at the books? Oh, uh, here's an idea. Okay, we make it seem like we don't know that he was the one who sent goons into the territory, into the Harpy's old territory, and we just tell him outright that we are working to try and establish a truce. And basically ask him in good faith, with heavy air quotes, if he'll, 
you know, leave that area alone for a while and uh, just to, to, you know, because it, it's good, good for business, good for everyone, right? Uh, and then uh, see how he reacts to that. A bit plan. I'll uh... <coughs> just stay ready in case anything goes down. Yeah, it's not foolproof. I mean, that one Bruce brother did like out Marino by name, and so if if he told Marino that he did that, I think that'd be particularly stupid of him. But uh, if he did, then this whole plan goes out the window. Anyways, yeah, uh, be ready. All right. Mm. All right. So you go into this legitimate business. You walk in the front door, and immediately you see the place is filled with diners. A lot of them, you know, clearly look like Marino men or Marino adjacent men. The bartender, who you talked with before, sees both of you at the front door and without a word reaches under the bar, pulls out like one of those like bright red hotline phones with a dial with like an actual like uh, spin dial. Just proceeds to start calling a number. Picks up the phone. Hello, Moscow. Uh... <laughs> what are you and... looking at me for? We use these phones all the time in a pizzeria like this. No, he just—he doesn't say anything. He just picks it up and says, oh, so, "Good evening." And like you guys can hear the con- his side of the conversation, and it just goes something like this: "Good evening, sir. Uh, yes, they're here again, sir. With civility, of course, sir. Anything else? Thank you, sir. Have a good night." Puts the phone down, puts it back under the bar, and just goes back to what he was doing. All right. Whew. Um. So, uh, I can't remember last time we did this, if there was, like, a phrase that we used to try and get to talk to Marino, or if there was, like, a code word. I think you guys just kind of laid your cards out on the table, and the bartender told you what he was allowed to tell you, Mm. with various vague threats, uh, if you were to betray his secret, if I remember correctly. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, you guys coming in here are not the most subtle. Uh, certainly not. Um, okay, yeah, I'll just, uh, go up to the bar in this pizzeria. <laughs> well, it's called a legitimate, it's legitimate pizzeria restaurante, you see. Okay, I see. <laughs> Mr. Medium is going to sit on one of the, uh, cha- like, uh, bar <laughs> stools. Uh, it's clearly lar- too large for it. Yes, it groans audibly under your weight. Mm-hmm. And okay. you notice, much like last time, as you guys approach the bar, the, the sort of din roar of the crowd starts to get real, real quiet as all eyes are suddenly on you. The bartender, ever um, in- unfazable as he is, just says, Ah, well, I was hoping that such good customers would be back. I trust uh, everything has gone well in the matter we discussed previously. You could say that! Mr. Medium cracks his knuckles. Wonderful. Can I get you anything to drink? Uh, you know, I I would love to sit down and enjoy some of this legitimate pizza. Uh, but uh, we, my friend and I, have a, a bit of business that we want to attend to first. I think you know why we're here. We have one few- can imagine. After all, you have been on the news recently. And with that, he cracks a. Small, but very shit-eating grin. Yes. Yes. Uh, well. <laughs> Perhaps we'll be back to talk about that another time. Mr. Medium is, uh, hold- his, his hand is on the bar and he begins tightening his grip and you can hear the bar, like, creaking. Uh, 
um, so I, I think maybe it won't be that much of a surprise uh, for you to, to hear that we've been involved in uh, some of the going on goings on in the Harpies' old territory. Uh, that's kind of what we wanted to talk to you about. We were kind of hoping to speak to the the uh, Marino himself, but you know, I understand if he's not available. At this, he like he's cleaning a glass, and when you mention Marino himself, he sort of stops, puts the glass down, and like throws the bar rag over his shoulder and goes, "Well, the owner of this establishment can only speak on matters that would benefit the owner of this establishment. So, <laughs> unless you're willing to state your business, there's not much I can do." Of course. All right. Well, huh. we mentioned civility uh, a little little while ago. Uh, this is is a, is a matter of civility. So, as I'm sure you're aware, very very well connected man. Hear the news around town. Uh, there's been a bit of a power vacuum over on that side of town, uh, and uh, well, there are a few interest groups that are uh, moving in and are competing uh you know because their their interests are are at odds as those kinds of interests typically are making a bit of a mess yes exactly mr medium squeezes pulls grabs a lemon from across from behind the bar and squeezes it squeezes the juice onto the bar and as uh, you do he as you do the bard band takes off the bar rag wipes it up and then puts a coaster under your fist (laughs) Uh, as you know, we are in the business of cleaning up messes, and in some cases of working to prevent messes before they happen in the first place. As to that end, we have been working to try and negotiate a hmm, an understanding between the various interest groups in that area, operating in that area, and well... That's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, we think that, not to be, you know, too uh, too blunt or too crass about it, we think everything would be better for everyone involved with a, an absolute minimum amount of bloodshed. And uh, we were hoping that we could make that case uh, to you or to the owner of this establishment today. I understand it's a bit of an odd request, uh, but, you know, just as you uh, are a legitimate businessman, a a maker of legitimate pizzas, we too are masters of our craft. Uh, We don't come making these kinds of statements lightly. Hmm. Well, that would certainly explain your presence in the area following that dreadful fire and... uh in that area. It seemed like you responded to it rather quick, quicker than the fire department even. Yes. It does explain your presence. But what matters of gang of this, I'm sorry, you called it a mess, I believe? Uh, a mess. It, a potential mess, let's say. Uh, things could have gotten out of hand fairly quickly, and they didn't. And uh, oh. I think we'd be happy to take credit for that. <laughs> ah, yes, I'm sure. I have no business in such areas, but I do know the type. And you wish to speak on behalf of this? Yes, well, like you said, you have no business in those kinds of areas, and, well, we'd like to ask you 
or ask for your assurance that you would keep it that way, at least for a short amount of time. Hmm. I don't know. This restaurant was looking to expand into certain areas. Yes. What's to say that territory or those areas couldn't deal with legitimate pizza, I believe you keep calling it. Well, that That is the name of this establishment, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this points- is a legitimate Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> he, points um, to, he points to a nearby menu that does not live that it may be called legitimate pizzeria restaurante, but none of the pizzas are just called legitimate pizza. Yeah. Alright. So yes, I understand the ultimately this all comes down to business. It is within your your interests, within the interests of your profit margins and the people that you, you represent. Uh, for you to occupy as much space, uh, to, to franchise out as much as possible. The problem is, you're not the only person who's trying to do this, and you know that, right? And, you know, there's going to be conflicts that arise, and there have already been conflicts that arise when multiple people with similar interests try and take up business in the same areas. And that is bad. Those kinds of conflicts are, well, for one, bad for business. Two, they're bad for the people who live in those areas. Three, they're bad for the people like us whose job it is to clean up messes. It's a, it's a problem, right? It's a problem for everyone. And that's kind of what I'm, uh, the idea that I'm, I'm hoping to, to, to sell to you today as much as I'm trying to sell anything. So with this, this guy actually looks like very impressed and immediately almost like he's switching gears in his mind. He just sort of says, you know, you're probably the first one of your um, particulars to come in here, and I must have misjudged you the first time you had come in. You seem like you would work far better in a business setting like ours. And I will mention that our salaries are competitive. Ha. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'll take that as the, the compliment as, as it was intended as. Uh, in my previous life, before I took on this uh, ridiculous costume. I, 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 I dealt with a lot of conflict resolution. But anyways, I'm glad that we could see uh, uh, eye to eye or that you can at least, you know, you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. This, I, I, under, I realize it is an awkward thing to ask, right? Uh, I'm not here to, to try and tell you how to do your job, how to run your business. Um, but, uh, and I am in, in essence, well, not necessarily asking you a favor, but asking you to do something that is against your interests, trying to convince you that, you know, your interest and my interest align. And I hope that's coming across. Oh, loud and clear. But, as I said, I am simply a bartender at this humble establishment. Mm-hmm. Such decisions are far beyond my means. However, I can pass this along to the owner, who can make a decision based off of the information you've given me. It would certainly, like I said, explain your presence in those areas. And this is something to keep in mind for future expansions of this restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, to be perfectly honest, uh, you know, uh, since we're all in good faith here, the hope is that uh, if we can keep conflict to a minimum in that area. We're hoping that it'll kind of sustain itself and we won't have to hold too much presence in those areas, at least not for now. Mm, I see. Well, as I said, I will pass along your concerns to the owner and we may make adjustments as a matter of course, but well, again, that is above my pay grade. Hmm. Well, uh... I wouldn't want to inconvenience you. So why don't you maybe bring your boss out here? 
I mean, we would love to speak to the big man himself, but, you know, I understand if he's busy. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm getting a, a good vibe off of you. I, I, I trust you. Uh, I trust that you say that you'll honor what you say uh, and that, that you mean what you say. Uh, so uh, I'm happy to leave it there. Mm. Very good. If you'll excuse me, I do have other patrons waiting for their drinks. Oh, by the way, and he goes over to like uh, like one of those like pound of sale terminals, punches a few buttons, and a little receipt pops up, and uh, he tears it off and slides it towards Mister Medium, and it just says lemon garnish fifty cents. <laughs> Ooh. I do hope we'll be seeing you in more television productions, uh, Mister Medium. Was it? I must say they're quite enjoyable. Mr. Meme will pick it up, cr- crunch up the receipt and say, reach in real close to him and then drop it into like a, whatever, like a cup of room and say, put it on my tab. <laughs> and then For a local celebrity, out. no charge. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we're done here. <laughs> this bartender's fucking awesome. <laughs> all right. I, I will lead Mr. Yeah. Medium out. Alright, so as you guys are heading out, you do actually see that he pulls up the same red phone you saw before, and it looks like he is dialing a number. But he does kind of, but as he's doing that, two kind of, you know, guys come up and very clearly are like, ah, thank you for visiting our establishment. We hope you have a pleasant evening and uh, show you the door. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and uh, Evelyn will, I guess, head back to base, unless Mr. Medium has other ideas. Actually, no, she's not going to head back to base. It's like, isn't it evening time? Uh, we... like eight, eight, I'd say like eight-ish in the evening. Like it's going to get pretty late. Yeah, we had a big day. She's going to go home. <laughs> she's going to hit the couch. A little. Yeah, exactly. Uh, before they split up, Mr. Meme's going to look down and say, Good job in there. I was about to pop his head off like a grape. You know, you may get the opportunity to do that one day, but but uh, not today. We got a lot of loose ends to tie up first before we go out knocking heads. Oh, man. I always get the right. heebie-jeebies in there. For good reason. There were like 30 people just staring at you intently. Mr. Medium <laughs> just reaches out a massive hand to shake your hand. Oh, thanks. You know, I, I appreciate the backup. I don't think I could have could uh, could have done it without you there. Well, next time, maybe I'll take the lead. And with that, he, like, picks up a random object and throws it very far into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, shot puts a garbage can over the horizon. <laughs> no, uh, it's, actually, yeah. it's actually one of those, like, shitty bikes placed there by some, like, garbage tech startup. He just throws it into a lake. <laughs> uh, the natural habitat of the e-bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm returning it. it. <laughs> Nature is returning. I'm picking it up. It's like, please don't throw me into the lake. It hurts there. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So, Pelicanetic, you head back home because it has been a, as you said, it's been a long day. Uh, and Mr. Medium, what are you going to do for the rest of the evening? Are you also heading home or is there something you'd like to do? Um... Not really. Uh, I guess Mr. Medium... You know what? Mr. Medium's gonna walk by the uh, building where the other guys are. Like, the, the place where the photos were taken, but just in case anything pops off. Alright. So, uh, since you're heading over there, let's head over to Epimethea. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. 
You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.